Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Ken's as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or are Mac and Ken's your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girl. We are in our second episode of our dating series, which is so much fun. We're loving it. Talking about our dating lives and our dating advice, LOL. I hope you guys are too. Hope you got the dating depot and are diving in on your own. It's amazing. Today, we're going to be talking about unpacking your baggage from your past. And whether you feel like you have baggage or you don't, this episode is for you. And whether you are dating somebody or you are single, this episode is for you. You'll hear in this conversation, we talk a lot about like, oh my gosh, like like Mac was like, I don't even know that I have, I haven't I had much dating experience. Like, I don't think I have baggage. But if you dig a little bit deeper, I think you'll find some things. And maybe it's even outside of your dating life. Maybe it just comes from other like areas of rejection in your life or disappointment in your life. And so this episode is for you. And it's so important. I think you're going to find so much freedom through it. So Yes. Yes. Okay. But before we jump into the meat of this episode, we are going to do our little fun segment at the beginning called Mac and Ken's Help You Make a Move, which is just our opportunity to answer some of your questions when it comes to dating and relationships. You guys submitted your real life stories that you need help with. And so we have a really awesome one today that we're excited to dig into. So this is a little bit of a deeper one, but I think some really good things are going to come out of this. So yeah, you ready for this, Ken's? I'm ready. I'm okay. Ready. So she said, Hey girl, so I've been in a relationship with my boyfriend for five and a half years. He's an awesome person and we love each other very much. But lately it just feels like we can't see eye to eye. It feels as though we are growing in separate directions. I've been feeling in my heart that we should break up, but I'm just so sick, scared, and confused of making a permanent decision. Breaking up with him makes me feel nervous, but I do believe God is calling me to draw near and find my identity in him alone first before pursuing another person. I have tried achieving this in my relationship, but it hasn't felt successful. I really love and care about my boyfriend, but I feel torn between choosing him or choosing me. So how should I go about this? Wow. Okay. This is a good one. First of all, I can relate to this so much. You guys probably by now, well, maybe not know some of my story, but I was in a really long relationship, five years almost. So um, similar. And it took me eight months to make up my mind, like eight months from the time I was like, I don't know, like eight months probably since this girl, like like if, it, if I was there since she submitted this thing and then I waited eight more months to make up my mind. And I wish I didn't do it that way, of course, but it was just felt like I was losing so, so much. Like, you know, I was like, what am I going to do with my time? I'm going to be like alone and I'm just going to have nothing to do with my life. And like, it was also when all my friends are getting married. So I was like, oh, I'm so far behind. I wasted like, literally so much of my life, like with this person. Mm-hmm. So there's so many, and you're like, is this the right decision or the wrong decision? I don't even know. Cause I had a lot of questions too. It wasn't like an obvious, like, oh my gosh, she cheated or something crazy. It was just kind of like similar. We we're growing apart. So if that's you, you're listening to this and also maybe you're not in her shoes and it hasn't been that long. Maybe it's only been five months. 
hopefully this gives you some um, direction. But I have so much to say, but I'll make it quick. My first like spiritual thing is like, start with prayer. One of the biggest things that I learned is that we can like ask God for specific things and prayer requests and he can show up in the midst of that. And I mean like really specific, not like, like I think I wasted a lot of time being like, Lord, tell me if he's the one or not the one. And it was like this big, ambiguous question. And I was waiting for it to just be written in the sky. But really, I needed to be praying like, okay, Lord, could you bring up this conversation? Or could I see this change in him? Or could I get this clarity for myself and this thing? Hmm. Start praying like specific things and see how God answers those prayers. None of that might come up. And that might be the answer you're looking for, or things might begin to change. And that might be the answer you're looking for. So I would say really press into prayer and get specific with it. Don't just be waiting for like a breakup, breakup, yes, breakup, no, but look for like the the layering stuff that leads to that. That's number one. Number two is I would consider, I would consider, this is pretty bold. I would consider a break, a break. So instead of approaching this conversation and this relationship that's been five years, this is a little bit of a hot take too. And I want to hear what you have to say about it. Okay. But for me in in other situations, and I think it might work for you, but take it with a grain of salt. You know, like you said, you feel like you're losing everything. She's like, if I break up with him, I'm losing everything. And just like, or I forget what she said exactly, but it's like a huge, huge deal, you know? And yeah. so the break makes it feel a little, a little more like possible and easy. Um, just to take a few months apart, two to five, the key for a break is like, you've got to not talk to them. But why I think it's good is because by the time the break is over, you're either like really significantly choosing, okay, yes, I want to like start this all over, which feels like a really big decision. Or it feels easier to like end it because some time has passed and you're like, okay, actually like this feels a little easier to like let it go. So I think you'll find that that brings like a lot of clarity and maybe a little bit more of a possible first step. Yeah, I think that's really good. I think that In everything, you have to remember there are two people in this relationship. And so bringing up a break is risky because your boyfriend might be like, oh, that's not what I want. But I do believe that if both you and your boyfriend are like, okay, we want this for the long haul, then I think a season where you're saying, hey, we're going to put God at the center. And like, I love that you said, you're like, I want to know who I am without a relationship. And it's really been hard to do like being in a relationship. And I think it's a really cool thing to say, hey, I want to know who I am, but also I love you and care about you. And so would you give me three to five months or whatever it is, Kenzie, you're saying, like, would you give me this time to like just be with God and to hear his voice more clearly and to just process things? And it's scary because you don't know. You cannot control what happens on the other side. But I think it's such a beautiful posture and act of surrender of saying, all right, God, I trust you with this. I trust you that if it's right for me, like we will make it through this break. And if it's not right, then like, okay, we know that we made the right decision 
And uh, I love this because Ken's like has forever at For the Girl events and Delight events like told about her breakup with this guy that she dated for five years. And like we always laughed because afterward it felt like there was like this mass amount of breakups that were happening. <laughs> like college girls were hearing these stories or girls in their 20s were hearing these stories and like breaking up with their boyfriend after every Delight and For the Girl event. And it was kind of hilarious and I always <laughs> felt bad. But it was so sweet. The other day on TikTok, Ken's like posted a little bit of her story. And this girl commented and said, like, I was at an event where you talked about breaking up with your boyfriend. Like, I think this is like seven or eight years ago. And she was like, in the next couple of months, I'm getting married to like the right guy for me. And I'm so thankful that I made that decision to break up with my boyfriend at the time because like this is so the person that I was supposed to end up yeah. with. And so I think you can just trust that God is so sovereign and so good, whether it is a a breakup, like just cold turkey breakup, like knowing that God is good in that. Whether it is a break that leads to getting back together, knowing that God is good in that. Or whether it's a break that leads to like you guys ultimately deciding you're not meant to be together. I think going out on a limb and saying, I want a season of deep intimacy with God is sometimes mm. just the best thing we can do for our relationship. So whether that looks like a breakup or a break, I think that that is such a beautiful and faithful choice to make in your relationship. Yes, totally. I know breakups are so, so scary and sad. It's just like the weirdest, like feels like the most inhumane thing we do, right? You're like, you're like, bye forever. This is like heartbreaking <laughs> and terrible. And yeah, uh, if you're like listening to this and just like considering that or have doubts, I feel for you so deeply because I've been there a thousand and a half times. But it's really true that like God will bring something better in his perfect, beautiful, good timing. And so if you are like consumed with questions and doubts or just aren't sure or it just doesn't feel like right like I really seriously would tell you like take a break like just take break it's just mm. simple take a couple months be really disciplined in those couple months I mean it when I say if you text him through those couple months it's just like <laughs> nothing's nothing's going anywhere you need to be really disciplined in that and it will suck and it is hard but it will be fruitful I remember when I was with Josh my husband now we actually took a break and I think it's actually funny we I am in a small group with some couples and I've asked them like what are your stories or whatever you'd be surprised by how many yeah couples in their dating life took breaks and time apart and I think it's so easy to compare your story to the story that's like we fell in love in two months and got married one month later and you're like what <laughs> that <was laughs> my story yeah and if it's, it's okay if your story looks different as you'll learn through this whole series and through the dating diva like we've just got stuff that we're bringing into to to life into a relationship and so it just looks different for every single person but yeah me and Josh took a break and I was so scared to take the break and did it, didn't talk for a couple months. When when I came back to that coffee day, I remember I kind of was like, oh, I think I like will probably just break up with him. I'm, I really don't <laughs> see this going anywhere. And it felt a lot easier to like have that conversation. And then I showed up at that coffee day and everything had changed. Like mm -hmm. the Lord was moving in his life. And I would, I think that's huge, you guys. Like, yeah. 
especially for the guy, if they take initiative to get healthy and get right mm-hmm. with God and to do their best to work on themselves in that break, like that says so much. And that's what Josh had done. And I got back to that coffee date and was like, oh my gosh, this is the clarity I was looking for. And I didn't even know. So yeah. Anyways, I think you'll be surprised at how God moves and it's going to be really good. And I hope that helps anybody and oh my gosh, if you have another testimony, we need to hear it because yeah. it's so <laughs> uplifting. <laughs> if you broke up with your boyfriend after Ken's sharing her story, we need to know. <laughs> we need to know. They're my favorite stories too. Yeah, like, I love them. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, guys. Well, we are so excited to dig into today's specific conversation. So let's jump in. Okay, fam, today we are talking about unpacking your baggage, which honestly sounds like the least fun conversation. It sounds scary almost. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, what you'll find out is it's honestly not the best process, but it creates so much fruit and is such an important piece of our singleness and our dating relationship, moving into marriage and all of the things for our our future. And so we have to have it. Although this this is a hard one, you know, we're just diving in and just going to do the thing. (laughs) So I feel like we should start probably by just like thinking about what this like baggage could look like. Okay, unpack your baggage, especially in the context of singleness, dating, all of those things. Mm. You know, I think the obvious is, of course, like heartbreak um, moments where whether you broke up with a guy or he broke up with you and it was just really, really devastating and really hard and really, really sad. And you just felt like you had to start all over and that from your past is still a huge part of your story that's hard for you to move on from. Um, Whether you still like have feelings for that person or maybe you don't feel like you have feelings for him, but you've just kind of like pushed on the rug, toughened up, moved on kind of thing. I've been there a million times. Maybe for you, baggage could look like simply rejection. Mm. Maybe it was just a crush that you had from afar and you really liked him and he never gave you attention. And whether you admit it or not, it's just really hard for you to face that reality. And moving forward, it's still something that you think about. And maybe for you, it's just you feel really defeated in your singleness. Maybe there was a time or a season where like you felt so alone when all your friends started dating or they were getting married or everybody felt like they had something going on and you did it. And that lasted for like a few months and it was really isolating and really hard. You felt overlooked um, or whatever it might be. And then even outside of relationships, you know, we all have baggage and this rejection or this feeling of being overlooked could come from friendships. Rejection could come from not getting into your like dream college or not getting the job you really wanted or Mm. not getting into the sorority you hoped to or all these different things, we carry this like heaviness from our past of rejection and comparison and all these things. And so we want to just talk about it um, because as we just started off saying, it's really easy to ignore this, this Mm -hmm. stuff. We we just try to move on as best as possible. Thankfully, we kind of live in a world where processing things and therapy and all of that is a little bit more normalized, but I guess for your average day gal, uh, maybe with just like smaller moments of baggage or or big ones, it just hasn't 
it's easy to just keep moving forward and keep moving on. I can think of so many weekends where I was sad and hurt and I spent two days on the couch watching Netflix and eating ice cream and literally thought I felt better and moved on. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> that probably wasn't the most healing thing. Yeah. Or, you know, other moments where I was like, okay, I'm just going to like go take a trip or plan something really cool or, oh my gosh, thank goodness the holiday is here because I just like need to get away. And then when I come back, I'm going to feel better. Like mm -hmm. we've all been in those moments and, you know, you go on that family trip. It's so much fun, but you did nothing. You did nothing about processing your baggage during mm -hmm. it. You just had some fun and let some time pass and you got to it. And yeah, we know like time, time does heal things because it creates separation and helps us like forget about it a little bit, but I don't think that it actually heals things and it doesn't uproot things. And so, yeah, the reality is we get really good about uh, dragging our baggage along with us. Um, mm -hmm. And really it becomes like an unknown thing. Like eventually it becomes subconscious. We get used to it and what unpacked baggage ultimately equals is unhealthy habits, small habits or big habits. I mean, I talked about this last week, but my unpacked baggage that stemmed from heartbreak or feeling rejected turned into serial dating for me. I just was dating all the boys and and that lasted for a really long time. And so, yeah, but for you, 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 it might be something a little bit smaller that you can't quite pinpoint. So we'll talk about that a little bit more. But, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah I mean, we were sitting here talking beforehand and uh, Ken's was like, are you ready to share Mac about your baggage? And I was like, <laughs> oh, cause I was the girl who I didn't have my first boyfriend until after college. So High school, I didn't really date. College, I didn't really date. I definitely had like a lot of crushes and flirtations and like little situations and things like that. But I think I was under the impression that I had zero baggage, that I was like a clean slate, ready to date and all would be well. And I actually was thinking about a story from college where I felt like God kind of, he kind of got a hold of me and really got my attention and just realized that there was already some stuff, even without having a boyfriend, there was just some stuff in my past that I didn't want to carry into my future. So when I was, I think it was the summer after my freshman year of college, I was back in my hometown and I met this guy who lived in Florida and we like kind of started hanging out. And then uh, we kind of kept up this connection throughout like the entire next year and the entire year He was like, I love you Mackenzie. I want to be with you. I'll do anything to date you and he was an awesome guy He was a great guy, but for some reason I just was I just don't think I was ready to be in a long-distance relationship or anything like that And so I'd be like no 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 and I would ghost him for a few months and then I'd like get lonely and I would text him and then we'd like talk on the phone for a week or so and then I'd be like what the heck am I doing I don't want to be with you and it just kind of went on and on and on all throughout I think like my sophomore maybe a little bit of my junior year of college until finally we like I think he got over me sick of me and stopped talking to me honestly thank goodness <laughs> he was wise for that and my senior year of college I kind of had this realization, like, what have I been doing? Like, this is such an amazing guy. He's pursued me so well. Like, why have I not given him a chance? And so I remember talking to some of my friends in college and being like, I think I'm going to call him and tell him, like, I have feelings for you, all this stuff. So 
I call him and I'm like, hey, I have feelings for you. I feel like I treated you really poorly, all this stuff, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, well, I need like a week to think about it. And I'm like, okay, great. So I give him a week to think about it. And then a week later, I find out he's coming to Nashville, which I lived in Nashville at the time. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. Like, we're going to have this awesome, epic (laughs) moment. And it was anything but awesome and epic. He was honestly kind of mean to me and it was just not a great experience and I remember at the end of the trip he was getting ready to go home and we sat on my front porch and I was like what happened here and he just said honestly I think you just hurt me so much over the last couple years that like I kind of saw this as my opportunity to hurt you back and he was like I realize now that was so wrong and I shouldn't have done that and he was like but I just I just don't think the timing is right for us And it felt like rejection. At first, I was so angry and bitter and upset. Like, how could he do this to me? Why would he treat me like this? And it was just this moment where I felt like God God was kind of like, hey, the way you treated him, the way that you went about this, the way that you used this for cheap, easy attention, like, this is not who you are, and this is not what I want you to carry into your future. This isn't going to set you up for a healthy relationship one day. And I remember just kind of having this, like, my heart was broken, but it was just like, okay, Lord, you're so right. I have to do things differently. And it was just kind of a wake-up call of knowing, okay, I can't have these, like, lingering situations that I use when I'm lonely. And then also, I can't use people for attention when I don't want to be in a relationship with them. And so it was kind of a hard lesson learned the hard way around. I'm not sure if I signed up to unpack my baggage, but God used it to really kind of help me see some hard stuff in my heart that I didn't even know I had. And thank goodness, because I feel like those are lessons I learned that helped me so much in my future with dating and gave me a much healthier approach to how to approach dating and relationships. Mm-hmm. That's good. He kind of made you unpack it right then and there. He's like, okay, let's talk about this. And you're like, okay, I'm going to treat people differently now. And uh, it's so real. I mean, gratefully you had that moment to like unpack it, but I think a lot of times it's just like we procrastinate on it yeah. all because it's just not fun. Those hard conversations aren't fun. But we know that the unpacking it is choosing a path that's going to lead to like greater healing and deeper intimacy with our father and ultimately lead us deeper with the person we're supposed to be with. It sets us up to experience really the joy of like life that Jesus is so anxiously anticipating for our futures. He's like, okay, just unpack it because you're going to experience so much freedom and Mm. so much more strength and endurance to help you through all the good days, of course, but then the bad days too. You'll know how to run or who to run to and how to overcome. So whatever your guys' past may hold, maybe it is time to consider doing the hard work of unpacking, unzipping the bag and just letting all this stuff inside come out, whether it's You know, you hinted at rejection, which I think rejection is a huge one for so many of us. So whether it's rejection or hurt or pain, embarrassment, shame, choice you made or a thing that even unfairly happened to you, I think it's really time to start to do the hard work and talk through it at the feet of Jesus. This week in the study, we looked at this really awesome Psalm, Psalm 139. 
It's one that you guys are probably somewhat familiar with. I've heard it before. We looked at the entire psalm, but right now I just kind of want to focus on the end of it because I think it shows us what it can really look like and how to kind of jump in almost immediately. Um, So I'll just read it right here. It's verse 23 through 24, and it says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me to the way everlasting. I'll read it one more time. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me to the way everlasting. There's three things that really stick out to me, I think, when I when I look at this. And the first being the search. Um you know, as we jumped on this podcast, Mac was like, I don't know what my baggage is. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> Obviously, now she's like, uh, how many years into marriage? One year into marriage? A little longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that far. <laughs> Just one year into marriage, but then also many years from yeah. the heat of... I can tell you my baggage, mar- my marriage baggage, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's relevant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm but, sure I had a lot more dating baggage if I could, uh, if I was there in the moment. I need to go back to my journals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need that. We need that. We need that content for the podcast. But uh, I think there are a lot of people listening to, and similar to how you even shared at the beginning, you're like, I really didn't think I had baggage. Like, I just was like single and like, yeah, I didn't have any, like, you know, I haven't slept with anybody and that hasn't hurt me or I haven't um, had a five year long breakup or whatever you might assume baggage looks like. I think there's a lot of people listening to this who probably think they don't have any. They're just like clean and in the clear. But I think that if you search a little deeper, you might find some small moments or big moments, surprisingly big moments that have created baggage in you. So really this searching has to happen with Jesus. And you have to ask him like, all right, God, like I'm going to sit here in your presence and you're going to just like reveal things to me that I haven't seen in myself or I've overlooked in my story and I want to do this because I know that this this baggage could create really unhealthy habits in me. So, you know, you just allow him to search you, to reminisce with him of the last few years or anything relevant in your story. You're just letting him in too and being honest with him. I think a lot of times baggage other than unhealthy habits creates just a lot of hardness and a lot of like stubbornness. And so this search is actually a little bit harder than you might expect. It's it's like letting things out, airing it out, being really soft and vulnerable and real. And it's the conversations that you wouldn't even have with like your best friend yet. You know, mm-hmm. these are the things that are like behind the scenes and private, something you wouldn't even tell a therapist yet because you might not even know it exists. That yeah. a search is is honest and it's raw and it's hard, but it creates so much intimacy with your father. Yeah, I love the way it's modeled in John 11 where both Martha and Mary are at the feet of Jesus. Their brother Lazarus has just died and they say to him, they fall at his feet and they say to him, Jesus, like if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And it almost like when you hear them saying that because their their brother had died and they had sent word for Jesus and he hadn't shown up for them. 
And it's almost when they say that, it almost feels a little uncomfortable. You're like, wait, you can't be that honest with Jesus. Uh, and I wonder like what our version of that statement would be, because I think a lot of our baggage when it comes to dating and relationships has created a false view of who God is in our life and the goodness of God in our life or the kindness of God in our life. Because maybe if we think, God, I've been single all these years and no one has ever noticed me, maybe that means you don't notice me too. Or if it's like, God, I got my heart obliterated by this guy. Like, how can I ever trust even you with my heart again? And I think that why we have to allow God to search us is because there's just some some really hard narratives that can block us, not just from future relationships, but can block us from intimacy with God. And because relationships here on earth and marriage are like our best description for God's love for us, it's really important that we allow God into those and to search us and to know us and to help us, you know, to help us identify those false narratives or those lies that we believe about ourselves and Mm -hmm. what we believe about God. And so I think sometimes the best thing we can do is just like you said, Ken's be more honest with him than we've ever been before. Like, he welcomed Mary and Martha's honesty. He actually wept with them. He, mm-hmm. he entered into their pain. And so whatever it is that you're believing, like, would you get so honest with God about it and then let him literally physically enter into your pain and let him weep with you and speak the truth of what he wants to say. And so mm-hmm. it almost feels uncomfortable, that kind of honesty. But I think that's the honesty that God is looking for uh, when we invite him in to search us and to know us better than yeah. anybody else. Yeah. I think a lot of us have probably like, like, Oh, I've done that before. Oh my gosh. I like do this all the time. I like have my time with Jesus. And I sometimes like sit there and I, you know, I cry with him and weep together. And for you, maybe, maybe that's true. Maybe you're, you've gotten really good at this and that is so awesome and honorable. And I'm so excited for what that's going to reveal in your life. But I think that Maybe for some of us, it's like another step deeper. That's not as routine or something that's not as comfortable. It's like really, really, like you said, intimate. And what's so cool about even that story too, is we know like through that vulnerability, through that honest moment, it led ultimately to healing, to compel Jesus to even step further and to heal Lazarus. And I think that same thing is true in our own heart. Like healing will happen as we open up and when we share this moment rather than pushing through. Hey, you guys, it's Ken's here. I wanted to interrupt today's episode just super quickly to make sure you knew about our pride and joy, Delight Ministries. Delight is a college women's ministry, and it's on over 200 universities across the country. Mac and I actually started Delight in the very first chapter when we were in college. And it's just so crazy to see how God is now moving across the country in so many women's lives. So basically, it's a community of girls that get together weekly, study the Word of God, build deep Christ-centered friendship, which can be hard to find in college. And it's just the sweetest place, home away from home. So I want to be sure that you, uh, if you are in college, you know about the ministry. Uh, you can head to our website at delightministries.com. There's a little like search bar and you can look up your university and 
If it's not there, I do want to invite you into an awesome opportunity to potentially start a chapter on your campus. Our dream is to see the light on every single university across the country, which we have thousands of more to reach. And so I wonder if you would consider or start to pray about starting a chapter. If you're on the website, there's a little tab that says start a delight. You can fill out a little interest form. Somebody from the team will reach out to you and just give you the scoop of what the process looks like and how it all works. It's super fun. It's super simple. And honestly, if there's something that you want to commit to this school year to grow you spiritually, personally, professionally, in every single way, this is it. I mean, Mac and I can attest that it's through our leadership and delight that we became the women of God that he had called us to be. And so, yeah, I want to encourage you to head to the website, see if there's a little delight chapter at your university. And if not, consider starting one. I'm really excited for you to meet the Delight team and get connected to the Delight community because it's totally life-changing. All right, let's get back into the episode. Then the next thing that the Psalm says is it says to, to test. It said, I'll read it again. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. And this is real. If if we, like, like David, who's the writer of this Psalms, if we choose to declutter our hearts and let him in, we have to be prepared for what he has to say about it or hmm. what he might ask us to do next. Like he might ask us, okay, you got to take ownership of this situation. You know, you got to, he might require us to grow in areas that we we really don't feel like ready yet to grow in, or he might compel us to forgive or to apologize or to go back to old wounds that we don't want to reopen. So it might be difficult. We have to be willing and we have to be open to the test and let God address like every item that we have in the bag. And we can rest knowing that God will love us through that and that he will create healing and he will produce so much fruit. Yeah. And this isn't just to to make you a better Christian or to make you more spiritual. Like this is for your good. God is inviting you into change and into breakthrough because this is ultimately for your good, for your good in the future, for your healthiest relationships in the future, for your joy and your happiness in the future. And I think that was for me, what I needed to realize was in my situation, I shared in the beginning, as painful was it as it was in the moment, I'm so glad it happened because it broke the pattern I had had of just having these unhealthy things just kind of linger throughout my life that uh, I I wasn't giving the the honor of a true relationship, but that I was just kind of using for attention when I felt like I wanted to. And that was where things began to change for me. And I'm mm-hmm. so, so, so grateful that for that, that God kind of pulled me out of that because like I said, it was it was for my ultimate good in the long run. And sometimes in the moment, it just feels like hard and painful and sticky. Oh God, why are you doing this? Why are you having me change? Why are you having me grow? Why are you having me, you know, leave behind this thing? And it's ultimately for our good and for the betterment of our heart and for our future. So I think that's important yeah. to remember. It's so good. It's so good. It takes strength and maturity, spiritual maturity, 
but is just so important. And then the very last thing that this song leads us to do, and I love this, it says, lead me in the way everlasting. I think my favorite thing about this is it feels like a fresh start, right? It feels like, mm-hmm. okay, like we did the hard work, we did the search, we did the test. And, yep. you know, now I'm willing to like follow you. It's 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 exciting because it feels like a fresh start, but also I think it can often be the the hardest part. It's so easy to... Be like, okay, wow, I did the thing. And then a couple of months pass by and you go back to like your old ways or your old habits. I know that was like so real for me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm kind of tempted to like, you know, break up with this guy and keep serial dating. And then I'm like, okay, wait, no, 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 no. Like you did all this hard work. This is now who I am. This is now who I have confidence in, in these new things you're doing in me. I'm going to like, I'm going to stick it out. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just think it's really easy though for us to like pick our suitcases back up and stuff all the things back in and zip it up and get back on the road. But mm-hmm. uh, but the way everlasting, it really doesn't look like repeating those old patterns, yeah. right? It Like the way everlasting is fresh, it's new. It looks like leaving things behind um, and experiencing that true freedom. And like I just said earlier, it does take a lot of spiritual maturity and it takes a lot of intimacy and it takes, you know, really knowing the heart of God that he has something amazing in your future and being confident in that because you heard the voice of God and you know the voice of God and you're in a walk with him through it all. Yeah. I love just the imagery of saying, God, lead me. You know, I I love the idea that he's the one leading the way. And all we have to do is follow and walk in the shadow of our Savior. And I think so often in dating, especially, we so often try to lead ourselves and so often try to like create our own paths and our own journeys. And we're like, Jesus, come on. I want to go down this path. Like, please, let's go. And uh, I love the the psalmist words here of just, Jesus, would you lead me in the way of everlasting? God, would you lead me? I want to follow where you lead. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, after we've done the hard work of unpacking our baggage, allowing God to search us, allowing God to know us, allowing God to test us, we want to then go where he calls us because he knows us better than anybody. And there's mm-hmm. just nobody better to trust which road we're going to go down, which journey we're going to begin, which path we're going to take. Like we want to go where he's leading. And I just, Mm. I love that because there were so many times on my journey where I tried to lead myself and I even tried to lead God somewhere. I'd be like, come on, God, like I really want to check out this road. Mm -hmm. And uh, it always led to, to not, (laughs) not good things. (laughs) And when I trusted and walked in step with Jesus, there was so much goodness and fruit and beautiful things to come from it. And it wasn't always exactly what I wanted, but I'm so glad that I trusted him uh, because ultimately I saw his faithfulness and his kindness, even when I wasn't maybe getting the end result I desired, I still experienced his goodness. And I think you will too, no matter what season you're in when it comes to dating and relationships. 
Yes, absolutely. Okay, so we just wanted to wrap up this episode by just speaking to the single gals and for our relationship gals. I'll start with the relationship gals since that was a big part of my story. I want to encourage you that you can even do this in the midst of a relationship. I think that oftentimes we're like, I can't do that. That feels too scary. Should I just break up with the guy and then figure this out? Or I'm just going to keep carrying this baggage through it. But you can do this very easily in your current relationship. Do these same things. Search, test, and let him lead you. Maybe you need a little bit of space in that. I don't know what the conversations might be, but if he's the guy that you're supposed to be with, he will understand and he will be full of grace. Mm, that's good. That's good. And I would invite your significant other to do the same. Say, let's yeah. enter into this together. Like We both have hard things from our past and let's bring those to the feet of Jesus together. And then for our single girls, what better season than right here, right now yes. to begin to go to the feet of Jesus and to just unpack that suitcase at his feet? What is all the junk in your suitcase? The heartbreak, the disappointments, the false narratives, um, the habits, all those different things. Would you unpack them at the feet of Jesus? Would you let him speak to each and everything that you you have in that suitcase? And would you let him lead you somewhere new, lead you somewhere fresh and beautiful? Mm-hmm. And I just think that singleness is such a beautiful time to unpack your baggage. Don't wait until you're in a relationship to figure out what your baggage is. Like, <laughs> truly, you can do that right here and right now. It's such a beautiful time to do it. Thank and it's you. just setting you up for fruitfulness in your future. It's just a beautifully intimate journey too. I think it can really grow your intimacy with God. And so, yeah, we hope this encouraged you and maybe got you excited to start unpacking that baggage. (laughs) Yeah, it might not be fun, but it can be exciting. Um, Okay, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but at the end of all of our, at the end of each week in the study, there's a little section where you can actually tangibly work through it, like little... um, you know, kind of a workbook style. And yeah. this week is really important because it's so easy to listen to this and be like, okay, yeah, I should probably do that at some point in my life and like just like <laughs> ride it off for the next couple of years. Or maybe it for you, it's just like you just, it's like a quick journal entry. And that's just really not what this is. As you've heard, it takes a lot of heavy lifting and some harder conversations between you and the Lord and maybe some other mm. people in your life. And so I really want to encourage you to grab that study if you haven't already, because there's an awesome way that you can actually like tangibly work through it at the end of this week, give you some questions and some space to actually process this. So if you haven't got the study, go and get it. But this has been so much fun, you guys. Thank you for sticking along. We love talking about our dating lives. This is kind of fun. <laughs> I, I keep know. thinking about our husbands that are probably just a couple doors down overhearing the podcast, just like these girls. <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> I love it. I love it. We need Ben to come on here and confess their baggage at uh, time. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Okay, you guys. Well, thank you so much for listening for the Girl Podcast. We'll see you next week for another awesome episode, week three of the Dating Depot.